obviously any kind of trailer or TV spots, usually not the final product, right? Um, especially these days, because they'll like, you know, they'll even make some changes and stuff and finish tweaks after movies are released. Um, I'm well, not sure if Sony's done that, but I mean, so, I mean, I doubt that Sony's doing Marvel shit on this. Like how you know, the Infinity War trailer came out and Hulk was in the trailer, but that's because they were hiding the fact that he wasn't Hulk in the movie. Don't shut it off. I'm warning you. Welcome to Strange Glow Videos. Well, that's what I heard. Aren't you going to enjoy listening to Hosted by Alec, Justin, and Nick. Well, that's what I heard. Hey, welcome back to Strange Glow Video, everyone. My name is Justin. With me is my esteemed colleague, co-host, uh, all-around extraordinary person, Alec. So, uh, how you doing? Um... Glad to be here. I'm glad to be alive sometimes. Sometimes. You know? <laughs> Not every yeah. day, yeah. No. If we're being right honest. Now, in this next couple of weeks, I'm going to be pretty stoked to be alive. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So, we're going to talk about some of the new TV spots and just overall hype leading into Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, but I've got a few things to show off first, so... Uh, I'm going to show off a few things. Avert your eyes if you're a child. You didn't need a microscope to see that. So, uh, I got this Ghostbusters 2 AMC Theaters Glow in the Dark Cup. I've seen uh, YHS. I've seen YHS show this off plenty, and I saw a seller that had like three or four of them on eBay, like making an offer on it. And I'm like, oh, I'll make an offer. I sent an offer and they accepted. This thing is really nice. You just got one of them? Yeah, I just got one. I only needed one. So yeah, now I have, I have one of the, I have the Hardee's one, but not that one yet. That one's so beautiful I too. I have the Hardee's already. I had to get this, and I also have the hot beverage thermal mug, uh, replica with the balloon in there already. It's actually in this display case over here. So I kind of had to have that trifecta of Ghostbuster two cups. Like it's just something I needed. And then the fact that we're strange with a video, and I didn't have the glow in the dark cup. I was like, what are we even doing? Like, this isn't even... Are we even serious about this? Yeah. can't take myself serious. And so uh, now I can take myself a little more serious. Speaking of other glow-in-the-dark things, so I bought another uh, glow-in-the-dark ray stance and a uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania Paul Rudd. So I could do a little kit bash here. So if you can see that. Uh, the Paul Rudd head looks pretty good on there. The head is a little bit different in size for the plug, which is weird considering I would I would think Hasbro would kind of have universal parts. Um, so I had to use a little Quake putty to kind of keep the head on there because, I mean, it fit, but it would just look wobbly, and so his head was like all kind of <laughs> like real bad looking. So, But yeah, I was excited to have this. I've seen a few people out there doing like replica name tapes for these that look really good. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait, though, because I think I have a strong psychic belief that if the Plasma series continues, it will come out for the 40th anniversary. Just because you're going to need some toys then. I mean, Perhaps. it would make sense to me. And if they don't do it, I'll be very sad, but I'm hoping it just makes sense to do it. Like, if you look at the asinine number of Star Wars toys that they put out there, like, they literally make three or four versions of every character basically seen on any episode of the show now 
of like yeah, the but, movies, the shows, everything. Come on, Ghostbusters ain't Star Wars in terms of fandom, and yeah, my, but, in terms of my love, Ghostbusters supersedes Star Wars. But most people do not feel this way. I I understand that, but there are so many Star Wars peg warmers. For instance, so I went to Ollie's the other day, right, and I didn't see any Ghostbusters stuff at all. Uh, um, I saw one of the little keychain things. And it was just like randomly still there. So like someone must have picked it up and taken it down another aisle. But they had an insane amount of Marvel Legends figures there. Um, obviously plenty of Eternal stuff still. Uh, some other lines like Black Panther, Wakanda Forever There's lines. There's still at Eternal shit out? At Ollie's. So Ollie's is the d discount oh, okay, reseller. Yeah, yeah. And but so like, that... Damn. Yeah. yeah. How old so is that movie now? Like, didn't that come out in like 2019? Is it not that uh, old? It's like tw only two years old, isn't it? Some shit. No, it, it's a couple years older than that. I don't know, because I didn't even watch that until like it hit Disney+. Plus, and the only reason I watched it was just to be a completist. I was like, I will watch it once, and then beyond that, I'll just kind of like let it be. Uh, mm -hmm. The other thing I got, not Ghostbusters related, but I finally found this in stores because I've been casually looking for it. Just because it's something silly. Is the Jurassic Park mirror that goes with the Jurassic Park makeup line they're selling at uh, Walmart's? Oh, it's at Walmart. I actually unironically need that. Yeah, no, it's it's great. Since I got longer hair now, it's a it's a great nice to have a, like a little mirror to you know check the back. But it's like ten bucks. Objects and mirror are closer than they appear. Like right, so they got a little bit of a Jeep reference on there in addition to the color scheme of the uh, Explorer. So great item to have. I'd kind of stopped looking for them. Then I started seeing ads for them everywhere again. And like, I was like, yeah, let me walk down that aisle. Walked down the aisle at Walmart the other day and they had it. And I was like, oh, cool. Which I got on the same trip as I got this. Did, did they still have the makeup line too? Yeah, they still do. Okay, interesting. I might have to get a few pieces of that too. It's a really nice line. I mean, just the packaging design is worth it alone, right? And I know you're... You know, wearing some makeup every now and again now. So, I mean, like, may as well treat yourself to something cool. I would... That's what I mean. Like, I could use it and then just save it for collectability, too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Then I got the Squash and Squeeze Slimer. It's, uh, this is a really fun toy, man. I was surprised how much I liked it. it took forever yeah, to I'm, see these. I kind of want it myself. I do some shit with that fucker. Now, they say he makes 40 sounds, but I haven't heard 40 different sounds. Those all sounded like close to the same thing. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's Slimer motorboating someone. Mm -hmm. And then the fact that you can have him pick his own nose like my kids love that. The only thing, though, that I'm really sad about right now, and I'm, I'm hoping someone in the 3D printing community will fix for us, is that hand is designed to hold a beer, bottle, or can. Like, I need that. Or a thick cock. But yeah, most likely a beer, probably. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I'd probably go with the beer there. I mean, I don't... You'd probably have some questions like asked if you started making like um, miniature dildos. <laughs> and no, that'd be awesome slimer. for action figure <laughs> accessories, sex Strap toys, ones. and like fuzzy handcuffs and like bondage gear. There actually shit. probably would be a, 
there would be a huge market for that, I bet. Honestly. As weird as that would be. Be pretty sick, like fucking whips and shit. Not mm-hmm. not like a catwoman. Well, I kind of like a catwoman whip, but not like an Indiana Jones whip. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Uh, the other thing, just as we're preparing to go to New York here in a couple of weeks, is uh been just getting some little gear pieces. So I like some uh I bought a little mini shotgun mic by Rode. Uh this is the micro two. And so it plugs into your phone. Works pretty nice. I was testing it out with the kids jumping on the trampoline the other day. It's pretty cool. Not obviously the most expensive mic you can get. You can get something way fancier, but I just thought for something that's portable that fits on my mount for holding the phone and lights, it'd be a nice little thing to have with us. And then uh, my engineer suit came in from GB Fans. I got a couple of belts as well. So I'm going to get that thrown together to wear around here. Uh, what have you? Have you been picking anything up or just can, taking it easy? Uh, yeah, no, I haven't picked up anything lately except, yeah, I got some uh, behind the scenes. I will be in, uh, well, both of us will be in New York around the time of this premiere. So I put some money towards that recently. That's about it. Well, that's uh, it's quite all right. So I'm hoping we'll see a fair amount of stuff keep continuing to come out over the summer. You know, as we hit a home video release of this eventually, which will be right around the 40th anniversary of the original. I think we're hopefully going to be in 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 store for some good stuff. And I'm hoping for Ghostbusters Day, this does well enough at the box office. We'll kind of hear about what's next because that's yeah. a pretty pretty quick turnaround. But I feel like you know they kind of know what they want to do with the brand there. Just an uh, update because you know they haven't heard much since the uh, announcements of the other stuff, which I can't even yeah. remember what it is now because it's been so long since we've heard anything on it. Uh, you know they talked about a potential TV series and then an animated film, and then obviously That's we've right. got the tie-in comics start coming out the week after because those were supposed to release the week of the movie, but then the movie got moved up a week. So I've got all those pre-ordered through the local comic shop, both versions of each cover. So excited to get my hands on those. Oh, you're not so, waiting to get the uh, trade paperback as you always do. Uh, For these, since it's a mini series, no, I'll get each of the covers and I'll probably get the trade paperback too, just for reading purposes. The thing I like about trade paperbacks is those are a lot easier for me to reread. I don't have to worry about bagging and boarding everything and, they look much yeah. better on a bookshelf. Well, bookshelf, so. yeah, but I don't know. There's just something about individual comics with all the different covers. It's, it's. I don't know. It's some, There's something there special, too. I like both, but... Yeah, no, I get what you're saying, and so I'll break out some... Uh, well, I'll kind of show my Ghostbusters comic collection before the Dark Horse stuff hits shelves. Like, that's something I'll do here in the next couple of weeks just so I can post that before the stuff releases. Yeah, that's all I my... Should- Post mine too. I got quite a few as well. Because I've got quite a few. So I've got a lot of the, well, I mean, I've got the whole series of the uh, 88 miles per hour, but I've got some of the alternate covers and variant covers as well. So I, like yeah, mine's a mixed cool. bag. Mine's a mixed then, bag of those covers, but I got all four as well. And then I got a mix of old RGB issues and then uh, just some, some kind of like real random issues from IDW because the IDW stuff, I pretty much got trade paperbacks all the way through. 
the IDW stuff I tried to collect series of, so I have like what was it, the first one they did? The other side? Yeah. I have that entire one, and then I have the entire Get Real where they like cross over all the universes. Yeah, okay. I have a couple other ones. I have a couple just covers that I really liked that are like the uh, 35th anniversary Extreme Ghostbusters issue, and then the issue that Tim did, Tim Lottie did with uh, Kylie on the front as a Kenner action figure. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, so I have bought a fair amount of the variant covers and a lot of the one-off issues that I didn't have from like the GB annuals and stuff like that. So um, I think there was like an X-Files crossover they did that I wound up you know, snagging to get, and that was yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I have cool. that too. And then I had the what if that they did if um, you know, if like they hadn't defeated Gozer and like what that looked like. That's a pretty good still, one-off issue. I still have the Transformers one that we got. FanFest exclusive Fest. cover. Yeah. Yeah, that's a. I, I don't think I. Well, I'm trying to think. Did they do trade paperbacks of that? If they did, I must. I think I've had it. Hmm. I don't know. I need to. I need to research that line a little bit more because, like, I'm obviously not a crazy Transformer person. The only Transformer I currently own is the Afterlife version of the Ecto One Transformer, Ectotron. So I don't even own that. I. Uh, you know, I, I honestly. Like- when I saw that, that at Target, I bought that just because it was the first thing with Muncher in it. Yeah, so it had a Muncher and a little Slimer that came with it. And so, and I'm glad I have it. You know, it's kind of a silly one, but that came with its own comic issue as well. So I think I've got a couple variant covers of that one. Yeah. So what were you going to say? I cut you off. Uh, when I, what was I? I don't know what I was going to say. I don't know. So do you want to talk about these TV spots? Uh, I suppose. Okay. So if you haven't seen the new TV spots, uh, spoiler alert, you may not want to listen to the next, well, maybe the rest of this episode until after you've seen the movie because these TV spots, I don't feel, are quite as heavy as, say, some of the Afterlife stuff was. Specifically, that last Afterlife trailer where they basically just show you the beginning of the movie. Like, oh, by the way, here's Egon driving a car. Now, at the time, we didn't realize that that was the opening of the movie, but we you figured could you could piece that together and say, yeah, here's here's how this works. So this time, um, I'm feeling like the beginning of the movie this time is when they're, or at least probably the first 15 to 20 minutes somewhere in there is that whole ripping through New York City with the, you know, Paul, Paul Rudd driving and shit. Yeah, like opening a la James Bond opening in a, little closed adventure at the beginning. Yeah, I I get that vibe too. And I think they pretty much kind of said that that's how they're going to open the picture, which makes sense, right? We've never had a Ghostbusters film open with them doing an active bust in that manner. Gimme. I mean, gimme. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's afterlife has notes of that. where like, they're actively doing something. Egon is anyway, but I mean, this is like the first time we've opened a movie with like full on action. So I think that's pretty awesome. And I'm also very excited that we don't have to watch like the restarting of the business. Like, I think that's what I'm most excited about this movie is we just get to get to action. Yeah. Like the Ghostbusters are well and established and things are operational, right? Like, I think that's going to be very operational battle station. Now, young Skywalker, you will be. So that's actually that's the spoiler alert is that Emperor Palpatine replaces um 
Gozer as the main villain in this movie with more hand lightning bolt action. Interesting. Same weapons. So there's a lot of stuff that was revealed in there and we've kind of seen things sporadically pop up. So once the Ghostbuster shop and Sony shop started sending emails for everyone saying, Hey, if you're on our mailing list, here's all the new official frozen empire stuff. And you get in there and you're scrolling through it and you're like, Hey, what's this Ecto C Ecto C. And for a brief period of time, I didn't really put too much into it. I was like, well, let me just see what it is. And then for a moment I was like, Oh, I bet that's the van. And then I was in the YHS Patreon kind of chatting about it. And then like literally the next day they show these TV spots. And I was like, well, I'm glad that wasn't it. Um, I'm glad to see that there's more than one vehicle out there, though. Like, I like that concept that there's several things going on. Well, there's what at least your, three three now. Yeah, what was your thought when you saw the motorcycle sidecar thing? Like, what? how did you feel about that? I felt that there should be a decal on it. <laughs> or at least I should see a decal for a Ghostbusters logo somewhere on there. Because I feel like even... I don't know. I don't know. Have at least podcast have like a Ghostbusters logo sticker, slap it on there or some shit, you know, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that would definitely be something he would do. That'd be in his, in, in line with this character. Yeah. There's a lot of other things too. So we have seen two characters get completely slammed now in trailers, right? Yeah. So obviously, um, pukey gets to slime our buddy, our British buddy, cover him with it. And that's at the very tail end of the trailer. I didn't even notice that the first time I saw that. I was like, oh, because I was watching on my phone, wasn't paying super close attention. I was just trying to like glance at it while I was working and then, you know, get back into the day. And I was like, all right. But I do appreciate that the slime is back, right? You don't have to slime everybody all the time, but like that is like an established part of the lore that's really fun to me. And I'm glad it's kind of back and not just in like a little brief cameo appearance. Yeah. That's fun. I like it. Uh, yeah. And then obviously Finn Wolfhard Slimer. Uh-huh. That's fun. Yeah. And I'm so excited to see all that firehouse stuff. And then when you start thinking about like over analyzing this stuff like keep in mind that we're still a month away and they're going to work on this up until they're done like we have seen that they're still actively working on the score Gil's been posting stuff behind the scenes with um, Elmer Bernstein's son uh, I think it's Peter Bernstein and so like he's been playing some vintage synths some other vintage instruments to kind of like go back to the original score he's been working as a consultant again which I think is great because you have that kind of carry through for your movie for the scoring right so you have like this kind of basic idea of what works for that and it's going to kind of carry through so i'm excited to see that but there's one thing where in new york we know they didn't really shoot much there besides a lot of the ecto-1 driving around a lot of that was blue screens or recreations digital stuff like that well what you can say is that there's wasn't a lot of photography with cast because yes. i think there's going to be plenty of clips and things and and like drone shots of new york city itself obviously the coney island stuff yeah um and like all the different 
you know, montage type stuff where they're just gathering shots of New York City. But like, yeah, there's not a lot of the cast in New York. That didn't happen. Well, like, and part of it for, and part of it for me is level setting expectations, because. Obviously, any kind of trailer or TV spots, usually not the final product, right? Um, especially these days, because they'll like you know they'll even make some changes and stuff and finish tweaks after movies are released. Um, I'm well, not sure if or, Sony's done that, but I mean, so, I mean, I doubt that Sony's doing Marvel shit on this. Like how you know the Infinity War trailer came out and Hulk was in the trailer, but that's be- because they were hiding the fact that he wasn't Hulk in the movie. Yeah. Yep. I don't think they're uh, doing shit like that, but like. Yeah, they're they're obviously keeping good stuff out of it for sure. Hopefully, no. The one thing I noticed, and I was just going to say, it's and it's just level setting expectations. But when you see podcast and Phoebe in front of the library, like you can clearly tell that that's green screened or blue screened right now. But that's just because it's not like it doesn't feel one hundred percent polished, and I think that's going to look much better like when it's done. You know, I think just to cut some of these things, you kind of have to push those through and overseeing that. And I'm like, is that distracting or not? But I don't know if I would have necessarily been looking for that had I not known that, like, they didn't have the principal cast filming there. You know, they had um, second crew doing a lot of that, and they had, you know, stunt actors kind of in, in the Ecto-1. And they're just kind of superimposing or replacing those shots, which I, I'm fine with, right? That happens all the time. That happened a ton in Afterlife. So but just try not to let those things bother you. But there's just so much to look forward to in this, like all the new equipment in there. I'm like digging the equipment. I'm digging the van. I like the research lab. This just feels like, you know, I'm very curious what the runtime of this is going to be. I thought they already confirmed it. Oh, did they? Maybe I, maybe I haven't seen it then or hadn't paid attention. Hold on. Let me, I think it's like an hour 50 or an hour 46, right? Oh, I don't know. I was thinking it would have to be over two hours with the amount of stuff it seems like we're going to get. Um, I mean, I could be wrong. I think, okay, yeah. Well, Google right now says an hour and 49 minutes, which I think sounds about right to me. Like just enough to like an extra 20 minutes on top of that 90. So it's not too quick, but like, I think like it's going to be so action packed that we, it'll be yeah, fine. But, but you got to remember, yeah, it, the pacings. But you have to remember that you have usually almost ten minutes or more of credits anymore these days with all the effects. So like the, mm. the credits usually tend to run a lot longer than they used to. So instead of five minutes after, of credit, Afterlife was 124 minutes, which is the longest in the franchise. Uh-huh. I just found a Reddit post that says. Fandango lists it at an hour and 49 minutes. Okay, that's fair. So, so we can assume that that's most likely the runtime, but I mean, we'll see. But Yeah, I would imagine that's pretty close because Fandango is an official partner on some of the marketing and things we've seen. Yeah, so um, that's I'm, I'm fine with that. That's about two hours. So that's, that's good. An hour and 40 minutes with, you know, after trailers, I'd say that's that's probably a pretty good runtime, right? To tell a really fun story. I think um, Ghost, Ghostbusters seems short to me. 84. Mm-hmm. When I watch it, I'm like, damn, I could handle another 20 minutes of this right now. Ghostbusters 2 seems like the perfect length. Like, as soon as it checks out, you're like, all right, I'm good. That was good. 
Nothing dragged yeah. on. Nothing was too quick. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And so I just think this is going to be so action packed. You know, action. I don't even know how to talk anymore. Don't mind me. I'm having a stroke over here. What is it? Yeah. Sorry, your face goes down. You're always supposed to I call somebody else um, because I'm going to be a ghost. That's yeah. See this movie. It's fine. Don't worry about me. I'll be all right. Uh, no, the action I think is really going to carry this movie. But I think, I think it's. I think we're in for a treat here. Like everything I've been seeing about it, and it seems like Gil's got a pretty good. At least how he's talking so far, he seems like to really have a good idea of like how to present this film and kind of how to tell the story and, you know, bring it to the modern age without having to. But you're also free. You're free of the Gozer stuff, too, which is a huge piece. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty stoked. At the same time, there's already lots of hints back to the original stuff. And, you know, we'll see how important or integral to the story they are or aren't um things like slimer being back obviously i have no problem with that it's great it's new york city he wasn't an afterlife yeah. this is the perfect time to bring him back yeah i get all that perfect um the new york public library lions being ghosts as long as it's just a quick thing like you know it's not like the main plot there's no nothing wrong with that that's great yeah, I think that's fun. Even the, the library ghost. That's what I'm saying. Like the library ghost is another one that's I'm a little more mixed feelings on, but I'm still I'm still stoked about. It. Sure, whatever, give it to me. Well, if you're if there's an army of ghosts building and it seems like the library may play a central role in this as well, like just kind of with where things are going. I'm just excited about this universe kind of really opening up here because this seems like this is kind of really allowing things to to take off i mean we grew up with two ghostbusters movies in a universe with that yeah. and a cartoon and then and later realize, another cartoon and now we're about to have five movies but i would say my excitement level about this like i was really really excited about afterlife but we'd also had such the long wait for up uh linear sequel right because obviously you and i both enjoy answer the call a lot more than i would say the average person does or the average super fan does um i mean i think it's great i'm happy that we're on the fifth movie here right i love having that as something that's a little different little offbeat from the regular stuff yeah and i think that serves its purpose in its own way but i think for us to be here like i haven't felt this level of excitement since extreme ghostbusters because Extreme Ghostbusters was coming out at a time where I distanced myself from Ghostbusters. You know, I kind of grew out of it, obviously. Hadn't really paid much attention to it. And then was kind of getting early nostalgia for it, I guess. As an early teenager, I was like, oh, I kind of missed that. You know, like that was fun. It was it was really good. And then hearing about Ghostbusters, I think I first read about Extreme Ghostbusters when they're still calling it Super Ghostbusters in um, some like little Disney magazine subscription that our little sister was subscribed to. Like it was in some little thing that she got in the mail, like every month and it's like coming soon. I'm like, Oh, what the hell is this? And, uh, you know, they announced the new series and there's so many extreme ghostbusters vibes in the trailer here. Like the old generation, the new generation, the equipment upgrades, all these things. So I'm really hoping that it's not just real ghostbusters influence. Clearly we can see a lot of the extreme ghostbusters influence there. So, um, yeah, 
the more I look back at Extreme Ghostbusters, I'm like, man, this show's so underrated. Like, there's some of it where they're like, yeah, there's a little bit of repetitiveness to the some of the plot points sometimes, but God, it's just so good. It's like so fun and like a perfect like late nineties, like uh slightly goth, like it remind like the animation style is dark, you know. Like mm-hmm. it's not not as bright and stuff as real Ghostbusters. It feels gloomy as fuck, and I love that. It's, it's, there's something about it. Yeah, and I think when you hear back thinking that they almost called it Super Ghostbusters, right? That doesn't make any sense because Super Ghostbusters seems like it would have been brighter colors and brighter tone. And I think they did a great job making a sequel series to a show that was very beloved but they also gave it a little bit more teenager or young adult overtones to kind of bring in that audience that had grown up on extreme or grown up on real ghostbusters to see that. But it also allowed new viewers to come in and watch it too. Right. Cause for you, that was what you saw more than in real ghostbusters besides, you know, what we had recorded at home or on a couple of VHS tapes. So, um, and then tuna casserole, when we were trying to go back and re- record all that, when they started re-airing some extreme ghost or the regular real ghostbuster series. So, yeah. I know a lot of people were worried about the equipment in here and like, oh, you know, it's just a cash grab. And I've seen so many like people say that. I'm like, 40 years later, you're going to upgrade your technology. Like if you were to build a new nuclear power plant today compared to building. Well, one, what's a cash grab by making a more expensive movie? Because they aren't making to- I There aren't any toys of a little hand blaster. There's no, no. toys of a little motorcycle. Yeah. And that's what I'm wondering, right? Um, and I want there to be, so. Exactly. I'm hoping we get another wave of the Ghostbusters stuff, right? Especially for the 40th and for the home video release. Because to me, to have the Ecto-1 but to not have the Ecto-C is a toy option. But again, is this because they didn't want to release spoilers? Because if you show the toy of the Ecto-C and you just make it, hey, we're not going to release that before the movie. We're going to do it after the movie. Like, look at the Ninja Turtles line. You could pretty much go figure out everything about the Mutant Mayhem movie by the toy line because it very much revealed all the characters and what they look like and kind of everything there. So it didn't leave much to be surprised about when you saw the movie. So this, I feel like, obviously, the closer you get to a movie release, the TV spots are always going to spoil things. And as we've talked about our bingo card for the premiere like there's things that are already scratched off of there just from these TV spots. So, but I still think there's people that are avoiding those. I still think the bingo card is going to be fun for a lot of people. And, uh, what else was there that was really, Oh, I love Ray's demeanor in there. Like get your juice box kids. And I'm really excited to see his dynamic with, um, podcast Ray and podcast. I think are going to be like Ray podcast and Phoebe hanging out. Seems like gold. Like Ray and podcast seems like it could be a TV show on Netflix where they don't even like do heavy ghost busting, but they're just kind of in the background and like they see the rest of them go out on calls all the time. It could be very low budget for what it is and would be amazing to watch. Just because it would be just so like abstract. Like if you got good chemistry and good characters, right? You don't all right. necessarily. All right, Craig Goldberg. Craig Goldberg? No. I was watching YHS earlier tonight and they. Uh... Did he say that? No, Craig was pitching a, another. He said he wanted to see like a Pete and Dana sitcom, basically, where it's just them hanging out. 
And now I you're mean, pitching me a, a podcast and Ray. It's just similar vibes of like both of you mm-hmm. want spinoffs that no one else wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we want like the. Yeah, I mean, hey, you gotta you gotta have what you have. So, like what you like, go for it. But I I really think there's gonna be more toys. But I think some of this is just spoiler related and home video related, right? Um, I can't imagine we wouldn't get more at least in the what I would call the modern fright features line, just for lack of a better term, because they don't really have any specific. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's a barber. Because uh, we need. But I mean, you can't tell me they're not going to have an Ecto seat because it's just you have to. Well, they so far don't have any Garaka either. We all we have is a Funko Pop of Garaka, which I'm going to be forced to buy. I am trying to hold out as long as I can. And I saw to your point, I saw uh, Craig bought some of those just to have them, too. And I'm like, man, that is such a like. I just don't care for Funko Pops. Like, I don't like the exaggerations. They're all very basic, very retooled. And you, you don't know. have to tell me. I feel the same fucking way. But like, if that's the only Garaka figure that's coming out officially, I'm gonna have to just get that one. I have yeah. the Muncher Funko Pop, and it's surprise. Like, monsters look better than humans, but even the monsters look kind of stupid sometimes. The Muncher one looks is like probably the best looking Funko Pop I've ever seen. So. <laughs> Yeah, and that's like a unique character sculpt, right? You know, because I I have a couple. I think I have three Funko Pops. I have a Race Dance. I have a Slimer, and then I've got one of the uh, Afterlife exclusive for Baskin Robbins. I turned that into a Christmas tree ornament, and then they had a Stay Puffed Funko Pop ornament version I bought, and I'm like, this thing was like cost more than the Funko Pop would have been just to put a a hanger in his head and if he falls off the tree he's not going to break because it's plastic instead of <laughs> something else so yeah um anything else in these trailers that really caught your attention or tv spots i should say um there was a shot of the library ghost in her human form there is uh shit i thought the line getting its tail burned off was pretty cool and the other thing i know the um there's obviously the two lines there so traditionally in ghostbusters one we see the lion to the far right which is kind of like where we took photos last time we were there that's the one that ass i ate yeah exactly but now we need to take pictures with the other one because that's the one they're blasting so i do appreciate that they're kind of having a little bit of balance there and revisiting some of those spots because to your if, if there's paranormal stuff, it doesn't necessarily have to relate to Gozer or this or that, right? When we saw that on Extreme Ghostbusters, we saw it on the real Ghostbusters. If there's ghosts and they're haunting an area and they stay there and they never caught them, yeah, because they never hit that in the montage, which was something that easily could have happened in the first Ghostbusters, right? They could have easily gone back and busted the library ghost in a montage. They didn't. So... Um, my hype is just next level now that we've got the trip booked out there. Like we're going to see all the other super fans out there. Like it's going to be an amazing time. Yeah. The other, the other thing I bought that I don't, I don't even know if I told you I bought this, but, um, Philip of the Tennessee Ghostbusters was showing that he got a jacket. Um, the red parka, he got a red parka from a vendor online 
for a pretty good price. And so I was like, yeah, that's the best price I've kind of seen on that. And he showed photos. I was like, well, shit, for that price, that's a no-brainer. So I ordered one. Send me the link. I'm not going to buy uh, it now, but like I want to have it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'll send it to you. So, and then I went on an Etsy seller and he actually sent me the link too for two different of the pocket lights that go into there. And so I got the one that's more accurate, but hopefully I'll have it in time for the actual movie release date on the 22nd. Because I'll, I'll wear that out to the theater or whatever. Hmm. Uh, How much is that coat? I think it was like 130 Shipped, free shipping. And I had a coupon yeah. code with it. Because a lot of them were 200 to 300 to 400 depending on like who was making them. And I'm like, you know, this looks pretty are good. They, are they, how thick are they though? Are they like trying to be heavy, heavy, heavy? You know what I mean? No, this is more for like looks. I mean, I think it'll keep you warm. Because I think... I know there's a few people out there that try not to have them lined at all, and I think there's a light lining in this, so it's like not going to make you burn to death. But if you're out doing an outdoor event, like you throw that on over your coveralls, your jumpsuit, and you'd probably be pretty comfortable. Hmm. So I'm excited to have that stuff coming. I got an aluminum barrel muzzle I ordered, waiting to get that in. Because right now you can easily throw that on the pack. And like when I think about it, all the super fans like know like in detail like what the difference between GB1 pack, GB2 pack, Afterlife pack, Spangler pack, now Frozen Empire packs. But the average person isn't going to care. So like if you throw an aluminum piece on my current pack, then I can take off and on as I need to. Then yeah, it's still going to look cool. Hi, bug. Yeah, pipe is uh is next level right now. And if you're going to be there at the YHS party, which uh, hopefully we'll see you there, we've got some really cool stuff we're going to be cooking up, and uh, we'll have probably some extra. So if we see you across town in New York or anything like that and you run into us, let us know. We might have something for you when we're out there. Uh, do you got any final thoughts on this? Like, what's uh, what do you, I guess, what, what are you looking forward to the most? out of everything right now like what's what's that one thing that you're just keep your mind keeps going back to uh, seeing the movie <laughs> <laughs> seeing the movie that's fair no, that's fair no like uh, I don't know um, uh, I'm stoked for the trip the traveling will cause anxiety just because I don't really like planes too much I don't and I'm not the like super scared of them but i find the whole tsa process more stressful than anything in my life oh really getting, I, I mean getting from the parking lot once you get to well actually just getting near the airport and driving in airport areas in general starts causing the anxiety and then once i'm sitting down on the plane i'm like all right cool now we just have to not die oh i mean it's safer to fly than drive so i'm not worried about that at all i fucking love airplanes i enjoy it uh, so you know, then, then once we get there, it'll be like, all right, you know, I'll be stoked to get shit going and just to see New York City. I mean, the last time we were there was the first time I had ever been there in general, ever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this I will was... only be my third time there. So, and like, it's just these short trips, so we get out there, see the people, and I think that would be the number one thing I'm looking forward to. Like, obviously, seeing the movie is going to be huge. But I would see the movie no matter what, you know what I mean? And so I think being around other fans that are like love this 
series and like love this fandom and, and love these stories and characters as much as we do. I think to me, that's really kind of what makes this so exciting is to like be with people that are as enthusiastic and kind of honestly a little bit crazy about this shit. Like we are like, I think like that's so much what makes this a good time. Uh, yeah. Well, there's, the other... um, where's what we like to do is see some, some of the filming locations while we're out there, which is what we did last time. We made a whole, Ghostbusters filming locations then and now. And while it's been three years since we made that video, so we're going to do another one of those, but this one's going to have a couple more filming sites probably and stuff. Uh, some from the new movie. Yeah. We so got that's it. fun. I always, I love seeing movie sites, so <laughs> it's a no-brainer. There's so many. For Ghostbusters, yeah, it's just there's three different. Uh, I mean, there's not really shit from Afterlife, you know, that you can go see in New York City or answer the call for that matter because it's shot in Boston, but yeah, I other mean, three movies, yeah, you got plenty of other stuff to see, and then not to mention like all the Spider Man movies that were shot there, and there's just so and many other turtles, yeah, like all the stuff you accidentally go by and you're like passing, you're like, oh, this is from that, or this is from that. The one thing I also didn't mention in the TV spots circling back was they finally had like Ray Parker Jr.'s Ghostbuster theme in there. Well, right? they had Which a, a lot of people are like, why don't they have that? Yeah, but like, why don't they have that in the trailer? And I'm like, you don't necessarily need to go to that. Like, I, I get that people really love that song. Um, to me, I honestly like other songs on the soundtrack a little bit better than that, but that's also just because I've heard that song throw... so many times. I'd rather hear him throw the run DMC Ghostbusters in, in this one. Like, give me some of that. Just throw that in there somewhere. And not on the and trailer. There's a possibility the with that. Yeah, no, and I think there's a, there's a good chance of that. But the fact that they put one of those versions in the you know remix of the Ray Parker Jr. version in there is like okay, that that kind of makes sense. Which is interesting because, you know, they've, yeah. for a record store, they I don't really like it, but whatever. But I mean, for a record store, they, they've done a ton of versions of that song. You know, like I've got the glow in the dark vinyl that has, I think, four versions of that on there, like the regular version, the karaoke version, and a couple of remixes or re redubs or whatever. We saw, we saw the 16 minute version where it morphed into like dubstep and shit. Like, yeah, at a fan fest. That was pretty awesome. And you know what? My mom always used to say, but I think there's so much to nice to say. You don't say anything at all. That's fair. I do hope there is a, a good mix of music in this and maybe a traditional soundtrack this time. I would love that. And I'm hoping they do a making of book as well. Like I really enjoyed the making of book for afterlife. Um, I'm not thinking we're going to get much original music for this, unfortunately, but I would love it, especially if they got the right kind of care. artists for it. Um, I don't care if it's original, but like if they have some sort of a soundtrack that goes with it, it's like it could be from 80s, 90s, now, whatever, like just something to kind of help carry the story a little bit. But that's just me. Yeah, uh, I think we're just going to see because Afterlife obviously had a soundtrack, but it didn't have a soundtrack. Like a release, anyway, for those songs. 
Yeah, I mean, we got the score release on vinyl, which is awesome. I'm, I'm happy we got that. I'm, I'm obviously fingers crossed they'll do that with all this as well. So now the one thing you have to be patient with is Afterlife took so damn long to reach theaters just because of rescheduling and the pandemic and everything else. Like the CD for the score was basically out before the movie. Not to say they couldn't do that digitally this time. I mean, obviously, once you've got it recorded, but to see physical media or a CD or anything else like that, maybe just a little bit, which is fine. You know, like last time, it was such a unique situation that, yeah, things may take a little bit of time to release right afterwards, especially since they'd be kinda, they're going to be working up to the deadline, it feels like. So, but I'm very excited. We're very close on this one. I can feel it. Um, if you're looking for some, uh, yeah. if you're looking for some swag, we've got the Raise Occult buttons over on our Etsy shop. I got some other pin sets and bookmarks and other stuff up there that's fun to fun to collect and grab. So, swing by the old Etsy page if you want the link. Just hit strangeglowvideo.com, and then uh, make sure you like, subscribe, share this with your friends. If you know somebody that's interested in Ghostbusters, they may not have heard of us. Just send them along our way, right? That's an easy way to help us out. Word of mouth. Let somebody know, and they'll tell a friend, and they'll tell a friend, and they'll tell a friend, and it'll be like Wayne's World. I believe this, and they'll tell two friends, and they'll tell two friends. You know, yeah, close enough. You get what I'm getting at. Doesn't got to be scientifically accurate. Just thinking what everybody's saying. Okay. Or uh, saying whatever we're thinking. Something like that. And a uh, happy belated 35th anniversary to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, so, yeah. Anything in 1989, it's the 35th anniversary of, huh? Yeah, but... Excellent adventure just happened to have its 35th anniversary, like last week. So, like Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, Ghostbusters 2. Um, Batman so turns 35. Batman. Yeah, the good news is I don't think we have anything at Batman coming at the box office to cause problems for us. The only, the only. No, we got some weird, wild shit coming out this year, though. This move, this year's worth of movies looks incredible, but also looks kind of like sad at times, right? There's like some. Well, that's the thing is, I'm excited and scared of the Twisters and Beetlejuice sequels, and mm -hmm. like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, I'm scared. I would say I'm more afraid of Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice than I am of Twisters. And that's going to be a hot take. That's controversial right there. Because Tim Burton, as much as I enjoy a lot of Tim Burton films, like it seems like in the past 10 to 15 years, like his touch is just kind of like, just seems like he doesn't give a fuck like he used to. And I don't know if that's the movie industry as a whole or if that's him as an individual. 25 years, he has not he has not made a good movie since Sleepy So. Hollow, well, they've all been shit. I mean, 
Sleepy Hollow sure was pretty Sleepy fucking Hollow awesome. Sleepy Hollow was nothing but bangers, and now it's nothing but shit. In my opinion. No, I mean, like, and like I said, and I said 10 to 15 years just because I was going back thinking, like, I don't recall seeing anything that really was like, oh, I have to rewatch it all the time. So, I think Twisters will be better than Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, in all, in all honesty, as of, as of today. That's what I'm saying right now. When we come to the end of 2024 and we go through What's... and break down movies and what was good and what was bad, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, let us know what you're most excited about for in Ghostbusters Frozen Empire in the comments this below. This fucking and... Godzilla movie comes out like a week after Ghostbusters also. Yeah, so don't fuck around. Go see Ghostbusters on the IMAX when you have the chance. <laughs> we're out, we're yeah. out of time. We're out of time. You just got to go do it. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> you and me, like, I'm talking and then you're reacting on my screen like, Oh, yeah, you've dropped know. completely off on my end a couple of times. Like, your video and audio have completely just dropped. Sweet. Seems like we're in sync again now. I was trying to wrap this up like three times, but I was also thinking about all the fucking popcorn buckets. Which one of those are you trying to get? Oh, I still am. I didn't get the mini puffed one last time that's still the coolest one i don't know um i guess the trap one's cool but like it's probably like too expensive for me to really want to get it you know what i mean what am i gonna do another fucking like life-size trap like just sho shove it in my ass keep it in a box for 40 years i don't know <laughs> like i'm torn because they have know. a lot of stuff out there yeah i do like the ghostbusters firehouse tin that they have like the the tin one that's the firehouse i think that's pretty simple design and like you could actually use that to store other stuff in or whatever else so like to me that seems a little practical but you could almost do something like that but better is a box set like time life did for the real ghostbusters so i don't know because i look at this giant ghostbusters collector version on 4k that i've got across the room here and i'm like you know that's a cool box set but eventually the batteries and that thing are going to die all right well you're out of sync again and i keep losing you so let's wrap this thing up and uh all i see is you yawning still like you got your mouth wide open on that mic are you gonna swallow that thing oh man you're going to ball all over it? You can open it. Are you hearing me now? Uh, yeah, you're back again. <laughs> all right. I guess that's it for this episode. Yeah, we'll see you soon. And uh, <laughs> expect more updates here as we lead into the trip. And remember, go fuck yourselves. That seems extreme. <laughs> Extreme Ghostbusters. <laughs> Something right, weird. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Your mother. <laughs>